footprints on the slipway of the town's lifeboat station. The much-loved aquatic animal was captured on video by Katie Monnington, making the wise decision to move off Tembe's RNLI slipway as the lifeboat returned home. A Krimach farm worker sent a series of highly sexualized Facebook messages to a person he thought was a 12-year-old girl, Swansea Crown Court was told. But 22-year-old Rhys David James George was actually talking to an adult who had set up the decoy social media account to try and ensnare paedophiles. George of Bulger Grois, who had previously pleaded guilty to attempting to incite a child under 13 to engage in sexual activity, attempting to cause a child under 13 to watch a sexual act, and attempting to engage in sexual communication with a child under 13, was jailed for 28 months after recorder Ivan Wynne Lloyd-Jones gave him a one-third discount for his guilty pleas. Mr Jones told George he should be thoroughly ashamed of his actions and of the shame he had brought upon his family. He added he had no doubt that the offending was so serious that only a term of immediate imprisonment was appropriate. George was said to have contacted a Facebook profile purporting to be that of a 12-year-old girl named as Kaylee on September 28, 2019. Prosecutor Craig Jones said that even though Kaylee made her age clear to the defendant, there was a sexualized theme to much of their conversation. George will serve up to half his sentence in custody before being released on licence under the UK government's early release scheme to serve the remainder in the community. He was also made the subject of a sexual harm prevention order for the next 10 years and will be a registered sex offender for the same length of time. A second virtual meeting was held on Wednesday to discuss the future and vision for Milford Haven Railway Station. The meeting, which was held over Zoom, lasted two and a half hours and was attended by many individuals and organisations. Led by Dawn Lyle from South West Wales Connected, it was only one of the numerous meetings over the previous few months that the Community Rail Partnership has conducted across South West Wales. Dawn Lyle kept the meeting optimistic focusing everybody's attention on how people's experiences could be improved at the station, what people like and what people would like to see there. There were many favourable reflections on the history and heritage of the town, gems like the theatre and the museum, local independent businesses and local biodiversity. However, concerns were shared about the railway station in its current form, with one local resident saying, I travel a lot and I haven't seen one worse. The words awful and diabolical were also shared during the meeting. Ms Lyle did express her knowledge of locals' frustration over the current state of the train station. There is room for optimism, however, with town pride being a focus point during the exchange of views, particularly with the upcoming summer months. And finally, a fish guard couple who met on a blind date 62 years ago are celebrating their diamond wedding anniversary this Saturday, April the 3rd. Caroline and Lionel Griffiths were set up by a friend and met in Conti's Cafe on Fishguard Square when they were both 17. Caroline had moved to Fishguard from Cardigan to work for Lloyds Bank, while Lionel, one of 13 children from a Lowerton family, was working as a builder. 18 months later, they were married. They went on to have four children and now have 11 grandchildren and five great-grandchildren children. As well as their anniversary, April the 3rd is also Lionel's birthday. The couple were planning a big family celebration, but have had to postpone it for this year. Instead, they're hoping for a party next year, when they will both turn 80 and their eldest son 60. Looking back on that first date, the couple said there was an instant connection. I think it must have been love at first sight, said Caroline. We've been together ever since. And that's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News, with me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio. Listen live at purewestradio.com Stop the clocks, it's amazing You should see the way the light dances up your head A million 
Ed Sheeran and Afterglow on Pure West Radio. A very good morning, a very happy Easter as well. It's Easter Saturday. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to Pure West Sport to kick off the Easter weekend with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. And we've got a busy show coming up between now and now.
very good morning once again and welcome to the show. It's going to be a busy one this morning. It's the Easter weekend, traditionally a sporting weekend where things tend to work themselves out. Certainly in, in football, you know, the, the final table, you get a real indication of what it might look like. And we've got plenty of games going on in the Premier League today, which we'll have a look at. And I remember some really dramatic Easter weekend games. Remember the year Manchester United? It was 92-93, their first Premier League under Sir Alex Ferguson. They beat Sheffield Wednesday at Old Trafford over the Easter weekend and Steve Bruce scored a late header and it just went mad. It was like in proper Fergie time, about 97 minutes in. It's always the weekend where traditionally there's plenty of sports and a lot going on. And this morning on the show, well, I'll be joined by Bill Kahn, Gordon Thomas and Fraser Watson. Uh, Fraser and I are going to be talking soon to Pure West Radio's very own Kim Thomas, just completed an amazing challenge of cycling 300 kilometres around the county to raise money for breast cancer now. We will reflect on that with Kim. We're also going to preview uh, the Masters Golf, which gets going very soon, because uh, Kim is our golfing expert, former golf pro himself and a top golf broadcaster. He'll be on the show very soon as our special guest. Uh, Bill Kahn will be on as well because Haverford West County were in action yesterday against Pennebont. We'll be reflecting on that and having a look at some of the rest of the sporting news from the week. That's all here for Easter Saturday and you're very welcome to the show as well. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport. Castle Hot Tubs are Wales's largest multi-award winning wellness company based right here in Pembrokeshire offering luxury hot tubs and swim spas to suit every need and budget check out their Pembrokeshire range of hot tubs inspired by the beautiful beaches and coastline of our county at castlehottubs.co.uk a warm welcome awaits at the new showroom on Vine Road in Johnston. Want to win a hot tub for a week? Tune into Pure West Radio every weekday morning at 10.45 and play Where's the Hot Tub for your chance to win. Castle Hot Tubs, the friendly company. Big enough to cope, small enough to care. Hi, I'm Ben Stone, and you can join me on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with G&G Builders. All the latest sports news from around the county is featured every Saturday morning between 8 and 9 with a preview of what's to come ready for match day. Then we kick off every Monday night between 7 and 9 with my award-winning pal from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk, Bill Kahn, who teams up with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas for the second half with the latest news, views, guests and gossip. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. How are you, Bob? Have you heard the news? Good, thanks, Chris. What's that? We're one of the finalists for Butcher Shop of the Year. Oh, congratulations to you and the team, Chris. Wow, what's that smell? That's our homemade freshly cooked pies and pasties that we now serve daily in the shop. Looks and smells great. I'll have a steak and Guinness pie and the usual, please. Prendergast Butchers, Haverford West. Master Butchers, providing the finest quality meats to Pembrokeshire for 70 years. We're open for orders, either in the shop or on our website, prendergastbutchers.co.uk. If you can't get to us, no problem. We're offering a delivery service. Give us a call on 01437 763 387. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Oh, where? I can't see them. Right there. 
fun. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate, I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of the gaming show on Pure West Radio. 15% off day tickets when bought in advance through the website? Check. Great value annual passes to ensure the fun lasts all year? Check. Award-winning <laughs> zoo containing over 750 animals check jolly barn where you can get up close to your farmyard favorites check large indoor vintage fairground check a guaranteed fun family day out check check and check so what are you waiting for check out folly farm today zoo barn fairground play pick your own adventure at folly farm
Patrice Russian and Forget-Me-Nots for Saturday morning on Pure West Radio. It's Pure West Sports with G&G Builders. And we've got a couple of guests joining me this Saturday morning. Our very own Fraser Watson is here. Morning, Fraser. How are you? Morning, Ben. Pleased to see the Easter weekend and a bit of sunshine as well and, and maybe some sport opening up next month too. So it's looking a little bit better, isn't it? Yeah, things are looking brighter. There's no doubt about it. And also with us uh, to talk golf, but also to talk about an incredible cycling challenge he's just completed is our very own Kim Thomas. Katie, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Ben. I'm absolutely fine. My thighs are still bursting, but I'm absolutely fine apart from that. <laughs> I think we should start. We're going to come on to the Masters, which is imminent, of course, and, and we'll get yeah. you to put your golfing hat on. But uh, first of all, let, let's just reflect on that, because we, we've spoken to you on, on the sports show about your, your challenge of breast cancer now, which was 300 kilometres of cycling Pembrokeshire's roads during March. Now it's done. How, how, do, how do you feel? Uh, I feel humbled. I feel fitter. Uh, and I'm so glad that I noticed it and caught up with it and, and did it because, as I've told you before, it's dear to my heart. My mum died of breast cancer when I was 14. Um, and, you know, it's always been a, a charity that I've supported. So I feel really good about it. And uh, and, I, and I did the 300K, which is the important thing. That's brilliant. <laughs> Fraser. Jim, how did you, the limbs react? As you said before, it's not a sport that you're familiar with. Um, to do something of that magnitude when you haven't necessarily been accustomed to it, it must put tremendous strain on the body, no matter what kind of condition you're in. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I was thinking, you know, 300k, 30 days, 10k a day, can't be too bad. But of course, we've got hills to climb in Pembrokeshire. <laughs> yes. uh, and I honestly had not ridden a bike at all for 52 years. And, uh, you know, yeah. that, that's quite something. Luckily, I was always a runner at school. And mm. so my legs have been the strongest part of me over the years. But, you know, at 68, nearly 69 years of age, um, even they are sort of wilting a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> you posted some of your, your pictures as you've been doing various routes, um, Kim. And, and obviously, Pembrokeshire is a great county to explore on a bike. There's no doubt about it. Did, did you have a favourite route at all as the month went on? Yeah, uh, I live in Begelli, so uh, travelling uh, the roads and the lanes uh, to uh, Saundersfoot with the great elevation changes and the beautiful feeling of inspiration when you get down to the coastline, maybe early in the morning where there's not many people there, the waves are rolling in, the sun's shining. What better feeling, you know, Saundersfoot Harbour, Wiseman's Bridge, Amroth um, and the Coppet Hall, just beautiful. That's my favourite run. Fraser, you'll know, um, during Ironman, they call it Heartbreak Hill, don't they? That's right, for a reason as well. Did, did you take it on, Kim, on, on the bike? Is this the one from Coppet Hall? No, it's the, yes. I think it, is it Coppet Hall? Is it, that, is it that bit, Fraser? I think it might be, yeah. yeah. Or is it it's Wiseman's incredib- Bridge? Incredibly steep, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, the one from Wiseman's Bridge up to Keen Castle Estate there, that's really strong. Oh, that's good. Um, you should say, Kim, you, you've been brilliantly supported for the charities and, and you've hit your target and then some, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I started off thinking £150, that would get me a free jersey, you know, so I could sport the jersey on the way around. Then we got that quite comfortably. £300 arrived, 500 came along. So I then said, right, let's go for £1,000, which is like a dream target, not knowing what's going to happen. And we passed it with four days to go. We now have £1,061 in the fund, and I'm absolutely overjoyed. That's brilliant. You've been really well supported. There's no doubt about it. And will you be continuing? Will we, will we carry on seeing you on your bike around Pembrokeshire? That's the question we've all got, I think. 
Yeah, very much so. I think I probably ride every other day because uh, my wife's getting a bit tired of not seeing me very much <laughs> the last month, whether it's uh, cycling or showering or lying down afterwards. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, every other day, maybe, you know, a bit more often if I can. Just uh, whilst there might be some nice recuperation time once you finished it, came on, on a semi-serious note, was there also a sense of unfulfillment once you finished it as well? You were so used to being out there, doing so much, being active, and all of a sudden you go to not having that challenge. Whilst you might have been delighted while it was, when it was over, at the same time, you were also a little bit sad when it all finished. Yeah, it's really strange, actually. It took me back, uh, it's a good question, actually, Fraser, because it took me back to when I used to play tournament golf. Uh, if I played well in the tournament, and let's say I won a tournament, the day after, you get a very strange feeling of deflation because it, it's kind of what next, really, isn't it, in, in yeah. your head? You you want something else to go on to. And if there isn't, you almost feel down, which is really yeah. sad. It's because you focus so much. I, so I did my first marathon in 2019. And, and Fraser, you'll know, and, and you'll both know from, from doing sport, you, you focus everything, all your training, you're in a routine, you do the long runs every weekend. And then it's not there anymore. And you think, what do I do now? So I completely understand that. It's, it's part of the, the mentality of being involved in sport, isn't it? No doubt about it. Yeah, well, look at all the great sportsmen that have suffered um, yeah. problems and mental problems, particularly after giving up the sport, where they're completely lost. Mm, no doubt. Uh, listen, Kim, um, we'll take a moment and we will talk golf next, talking of great sportsmen. They're about to head to Augusta, of course, for the Masters. And we will preview that tournament and get some of Kim's tips and stories from covering the event in years gone by next on Pure West Sport. On a Monday, I am waiting. Tuesday, I am fading. And by Wednesday, I can't sleep. Then the phone rings, I hear you. And the darkness is a clear view. To rescue me Though with you I fall so fast 
day I am waiting, and by Tuesday I am fading into your arms, so I can Simpson on Pure West Radio for Saturday morning. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Uh, Fraser Watson and Kim Thomas with me this morning and we should talk golf uh, with Kim uh, Fraser because I know you're very excited about the Masters. It's one of the biggest sporting occasions, isn't it? No doubt. Oh, 100%. It's one of the biggest four days of my year in terms of the television time. It's, it's so you glued to it. I've had many a late Sunday night seeing which winner is going to come in on the 18th. And it's just, even when you haven't been there, it's such an iconic venue and it just captivates so much, doesn't it? And that's what I wanted to ask Kim about now, because obviously Kim has been there and we're going to hear a bit about that now. But Kim, you look at the other three majors and one of the wonderful things about them is the contrasting venues. They change each year. There's never any call for that at the Masters. It will, it's been in August. It will always be in Augusta. What is it about that place that's so special? Um, so many things, Fraser. It's a good question because the history of it is just immense. Bobby Jones, after he won the Grand Slam in 1930, he bought a piece of land which was a plant nursery in, uh, in Augusta. And he and Clifford Roberts created a golf course there. Um, when you go there, and I, I was there in uh, 1991 when Ian Woosnam won, when you go there, you, you're not you don't, you don't feel you're in a golf course. You feel you're in a magical, um, perfectly manicured park that happens to have a golf course running around it as well. Mm. It's absolutely perfect. You know, they paint the TV towers brown and green so you don't see them. Um, they spray the divot uh, refills green so you don't see any divots that way. So it's, it's, it's perfectly manicured and it's a magical place. And believe me, it is much, much more hilly than you would believe. It's hard to see that on the television. It's, re it's really that, that 10th hole and the first hole, sorry, 10th and the 18th holes, really quite undulating. Something I find quite intriguing about it, which again, you cannot properly comprehend when you've only watched on television, and that is the speed of the greens. And you know, I've heard the tales growing up at Tiger Woods in his first Masters, he practiced on a basketball court to get a touch in the field. Again, describe just how quick are they to the naked eye? Well, uh, green speeds are measured by a thing called a stint meter, which is a long stick, really, where they roll the ball down the stick and it's, they measure how far it rolls out on a flat surface. And most greens would roll out uh, in the UK and Europe at about 10 or 11 feet. The ball would roll 10 feet out on a level surface. At Augusta, you're looking at 13, sometimes 14 feet with the same measure on a level surface. So you just roll it down the stick, at an angle, it rolls out 14 feet. Incredibly quick, but not only that, very, very slopey. So the combination of the slopes and the speed make it, you know, sometimes farcical, unbelievable what the ball will do on those greens, as we've seen over the years. Um, that's why a man like Spieth can win there, 
uh, and he did do, of course, because he's yeah. the putting maestro. When his putting game is on, you know, he's almost unbeatable. It's one of those iconic places to, to broadcast from, Kim, I'd imagine, and, and get to go and, and work and just, just be there. Uh, you were telling us about a very memorable year you covered the Masters back in 1991. And do, do we have to give you a bit of credit for what happened that, that year? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the first practice day in 1991. And actually, my wife came with me as well. We were just walking around the course, sort of marvelling at everything and saying hello to Nick Faldo, who I'd had a few dealings with over the years. And that was great to catch up with him but I was walking down one the side of one of the fairways and there was Ian Woosnam coming along and I just said hey Ian how are you doing and he looked over oh Kim hello he came over to me we shook hands and honestly this is true I said now make sure you win this thing okay he said I'll try my best and of course he did win it in 1991 with those famous check trousers on that last yes. right to left cut on the 18th it was unbelievable <laughs> so i take credit for everything his win is my credit we, we will give you some credit uh, let's turn our attention to, to what's happening this year practice round starts on easter monday uh fraser what, what are your thoughts and we'll, and we'll see what kim has to say who's in contention do you think well, someone I wanted to ask him about actually was ran back into contention after many years. You assume it passed him by as Lee Westwood, two high-profile second-place finishes after the, the Abu Dhabi win. And I'll touch on that with Kim in a moment. Obviously, the former Dustin Johnson has been ominous for most of last year. He'll be right up there. DeChambeau, everyone seems to be talking about at the moment, hasn't actually put it together in a major since winning that US Open. So he's probably got a lot to prove as well. Dustin Johnson, the four-man for me. Spieth has won there before, looking to get back in the boil. And obviously we have hopes that McElroy can reignite his form a few years ago as well. He's been waiting a long time for it to happen. But Kim, firstly, I want, I want to touch on Lee Westwood, actually, because he's had these two second-place finishes. He's playing arguably as well as he ever has done. Uh, from T to green and you know he's not too old to win a master Marco Mira has proved that before one of my my earliest memories of watching that tournament was when he pipped Fred Couples in, in that epic duel between the two on, on the back nine on the fourth day there and of course we've seen in the British Open Darren Clark when everyone thought a major had passed him by come back and win one but has Lee Westwood got the stamina to do it over four consecutive rounds Kim because that's what's maybe cost him those last couple of tournaments Lee Westwood definitely has the stamina his fitness coach is his partner and his caddy right now. Yeah. And they work together so well. It's unbelievable to see this second wave of Westwood's career, really. This is his 20th Masters. He has played in 84 major championships. Wow. 84 over 25 years. Incredible. Nobody else has done as well as him and not won one. He He's hasn't won a major yet. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, he's twice been runner up in the Masters. Once runner-up in the Open, he's had 12 top fives in majors. Now, we can go on and on about that. But basically, I think he's ready. And, of course, the thing is, it's almost getting too late if he's not careful. He's 47 years of age. Yeah. Niklaus yes. was the oldest winner of the Masters at 46 back in uh, 1986. Sure. So uh, Westwood's got the game. But, like all of them, they have to be right on with their putting. He's a, he's a great tee to green and driver, but they have to be right on with their putting. If they are on with their putting, that's it's huge. Another British player that I want to ask you about is, is the aforementioned McElroy as well, Kim. Now, look, he's won four majors, right? He, he came close to that time at Augusta and he sadly fell away in the final day. He's been involved in five Ryder Cups and won four of them. You know, the statistics not to be scoffed at, but the last of those majors came in 2014, Kim. And at, and at the time, we were thought that 
young players' potential was limitless. We, we were potentially talking about one of the greats of the game or the potential to be one of the greats of the game. Why has he not materialised into that yet? Um, there's been some personal stuff going on over the years, uh, which I won't allude to too much. Um, girlfriends, wives, you know, sure. uh, personal relationships can change your, your sporting attitudes and your sometimes your priorities as well. I'm not going to blame that on it, uh, him for that because it's, it's life. You know, we, he's a human being like anybody else. I think it's good that he's changed coaches. Peter Cowan is a fantastic motivational and technical coach. And if anyone can revive his fortunes, Peter Cowan can. I used to play with Peter on the European tour uh, many years ago. He was a very good player with a very short temper. Um, but he's, he's, yeah, he's a great character and he's very good at teaching excellent players. So I look forward to him playing well this week. I don't think he's going to win this. It's just a feeling I have. I don't think he's ready yet again. But uh, I wish for Westwood. You know, I just wish for him, really. That's that's a good one. If if anyone listening is looking for maybe a bit of value or an outsider to keep an eye on, Kim, who who, who should we be looking out for down the field, perhaps? Tour Hatton. Mm-hmm. I think if he if he again if he keeps his control of his demeanour and doesn't put, get down on himself, well, that's all he does. He never bothers anybody else. He just hurts himself. As uh, somebody once said, he he never needs a sweater. He's, all, he's too hot already. <laughs> so Hatton, uh, Spieth, I fancy. Spieth is coming back in. As uh, Fraser was saying, he shot 61 at the Phoenix Open this year in round three. But his last rounds have been pretty bad in tournaments of late. If he's on with his putting, he can win again because he knows how to win there. He knows how to play that golf course, and that's big. Well, I think you've definitely whetted our appetite, no doubt about it. All starts, of course, on Thursday, 8th through to the 11th of April at Augusta. A final one for me, um, Kim, the Masters or the Ryder Cup? What, to watch? To watch. Oh, the Ryder Cup. Okay, interesting. Fraser, same question to you? I mean... I haven't been to a Masters, so I might answer it differently. But I have been to a Ryder Cup, the, the last home one for Europe out in France, and I loved every second of it. So I'm going to have to go with the Ryder Cup. Yeah, it's, it's just it is brilliant. But the Masters, I think, has that ability to grip and just to you know hold you to watching the TV oh, all yes. weekend. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Kim, we will see how your predictions go and your tips go, and maybe catch up with you again uh, after the, the tournament's done on Pure West Sport. Uh, thank you very much for being with us. Well done again on the, the cycling, which was brilliant. And thanks as always for being with us on Pure West Sport. One last tip before I go, then Garcia. <laughs> A good bet. <laughs> Just
Ariana Grande and Positions on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone and it's Saturday morning. Pure West Sport, we've got Bill Kahn with us right now to look back on a defeat for Haverford West County. They lost 2-0 against Pennebont yesterday. Disappointing result, Bill. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks, Ben. Yeah, disappointing result, but they could have a few complaints, really. Pennebont are a good side. They won 4-0 at the Bridge Meadows Stadium. And they're a strong, you know, experienced side uh, led by their manager, Rhys Griffiths, who was the top goal scorer in the Welsh League for many years. He got a yellow card yesterday, mind for getting involved with the referee, which he still hadn't learned. But no no um, complaints, I wouldn't think. The only sad thing was that uh, with the score at 0-0, uh, Hubbard West lost Matthew Turner, the young keeper, from a collision with the opposing cap- captain, Kane Owen. Um no intent, I don't think, but he was he was he looked after by Ben Ventura and Dr. Richard Thompson, but had to go off. He couldn't carry on and Wojciech Gaida went in. He made a few good saves, but he was beaten for a header downwards, which he could only palm into the net after thirty seven sorry, after forty five minutes. And there were six minutes of time added on because of Turner's injury. And then he failed to save one, a low drive after a classic bit of football by Miles Davis for Bridgen, 25 yards out, let rip far corner, and Wojciech couldn't reach that. He made a similar save from a similar effort by Miles Davis after that. But, you know, in the long run, I think Wayne Jones and his boys have done brilliantly for the season, uh, and they deserve every credit for not quite getting into the, the elite six, but being top of the rest. I think they would have taken that bill at the start of the season. How, how, oh, do, you, yeah. how do you explain, though? I think it's probably something to do with having a young side, but they can obviously get really good results when they want to, and they, they've beaten TNS, and they've had some really good results, and it has been a bit up and down. Is that just a consequence, you think, of having young players in the team and, and they're continuing to develop and evolve? Is that something we have to put up with? I think you, you can do that. There's always some will say that's an excuse, but I don't think it is. And they were out without today at the back. Uh, Ricky Watts, who's been captain in uh, Sean Pemberton's absence. And of course, Sean wasn't uh, available either. Elliot Scotcher was back in midfield. But I think those two at the back gave a lot of steel to the defence. And uh, I think they were missed today. But that's football, isn't it? You know, probably Pennebont would say, ah, oh, we were without so and so. So good, you know, credit to Pennebont. Is a little bit of an irony in the sense that uh, New Saints beat uh, Carnarvon 4-1. So that was a bit of a tanking for them, but they still stay in that elite mm-hmm. six. So they'll be saying a huge thank you to Penn and Bond. I would think there'd be a few texts going across the line tonight. How do you think Haverford West will review the season then, Bill, as they go into this bit now where the league splits and obviously they're, they're in that, that second six? They will be satisfied with their first season back in the Cymru Premier League, though, surely? I hope so, because anyone who uh, is disappointed with that, all right, I can understand it with some people because of the hype that's been created around the team. But in the end, that's a good achievement. Uh, Rob Edwards is chairman in his first year. I'm sure we'll be happy with that. I hope you will anyway. And the, the people who've come in and doing sterling work there as administrators and uh, other jobs in the club, I think they can be well pleased as well. I think overall it's been a successful season so far, Ben. So as the league splits, we're going to see Haverford West playing probably until the end of May now, aren't we? Well, all of them will be seen doing that because they, they'll just play the likes of Flint, 
uh, and sides like that instead of the likes of New Saint, Saints and uh, Connors Key. And, and ironically, Hanford West tend to have played their better football against the better sides. True. I mean, the worst performance I'd seen this year was against Flint. And if you look at that, uh, Newtown they beat last week, the week before last, they, they'd they be playing those. And listen, they can enjoy it. They can play successful football, I hope. I mean, they're a miles away from, uh, if there was a relegation, a relegation spot. Wayne Jones has been a realist from the start, and he will say, I'm mortally disappointed tonight, but... Yeah. And I think and that's... The a... will be, they've done well. Give yeah, them, I... We've got to give them all a pat on the back for their efforts. I can't fault them, nor will I try to, uh, Ben. I give them every credit. Indeed. And, and we'll talk more have the West, I'm sure on Pure West Sport in the weeks to come. Uh, Bill, you're back with us on Monday, the first hour Mm. between seven and eight. We've got three really good interviews. Angela Miles is the Disability Officer for Pembrokeshire County Council. And we're going to be hearing from Angela, aren't we, on the show on Monday? Yeah, we we use this sort of, perhaps the epithet about so-and-so is Mr. So-and-so in a a club, you know, or Mr. So-and-so in in something that they can't be replaced. Well, if there was a Mrs. Disability, it would be Angela Miles. She fights every inch of the way for people to be included. Her in-sport achievements have been magnificent, and I am full of admiration for that lady. And we've got Brian Morris, the chairman of Goodick United, on the show. Yeah, Brian is talking to me about um, what it's like to be the chairman of the club after, I would think, 30 years of involvement. He was with Solver for six years when he was a youngster as well. Um, but he's a, a, a you know a real footballer. He used to get stick when he was linesman, Ben, because <laughs> he, they said he was a, he was uh, not unfair to the opposing team. And you know, if, if it was a 50-50 decision on a, an offside or something, he'd give it as he saw it, not for good at United. He's been a good uh, fella for um, for uh, Goodick and a great ambassador of football in Pembrokeshire as well. And Fraser's talking to Barry Evans as well. Yeah, Barry Evans is a larger-than-life character. He's played a lot of cricket. He's played for first, you know, in the first division for Pembroke and for Cairo. He's no mug. They stepped down as uh, uh, the captain and have a dress of Cairo seconds and they won the Alec Cup last year, well, he was a star on the day. I loved the time I spent with Barry on the day. He's just recovered from a really nasty bout of COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, Evs, I'm glad he'd be back this year. He's been a footballer as well in his time. You won't mind me saying he wasn't the fastest about the field, but he could read a game. And he's taken up refereeing now, so I'm hoping he will be a very good uh, football referee as well. That's all on the show, Monday from 7 on Pure West Radio. Bill, thank you. Have a really good sporting Easter Saturday and we'll catch up with you soon on Pure West Sport. See you Monday, Bach. Ta-da! Get more for your money at O.C. Davis Roundabout Garage Nayland, the MG dealer for Pembrokeshire. Adventure awaits with 0% APR across the MG range, including the MG HS, the new MG ZS and MG3. Feel the power of electric motoring with zero advance payment on the mobility scheme. And as a thank you to our key workers, you can enjoy a contribution of up to £8,500. Don't forget, all new MGs come with a seven-year warranty as standard. For more for information, go online to www.ocdavis.com or call 01646 600858. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir and a multitude of masterclasses 
from Broadway and West End talent, calling all actors, singers, dancers, and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. Patch is the Pure West Radio chosen charity of the year. Pembrokeshire Action to Combat Hardship, founded in June 2008. They cover the whole of Pembrokeshire and have two basic banks that give food, clothing, small household items, toiletries, cleaning products and a baby bank that's in Milford Haven and Pembroke Dock. And three food banks, Haverford West, Begelly and Tenby. They also help the lives of families in the festive season with their Christmas toy appeal. Last year, Patch gave toys to over 950 children. Listen every Wednesday at 5.40 to the Patch Update to find out the latest news with our chosen charity of the year here on Pure West Radio. At Folly Farm, you're guaranteed a fun family day out. Explore the zoo, experience the barn, have fun at the fairground or just go and play. You get to pick your own adventure and it's never been more affordable. With 15% off day tickets purchased in advance online or the great value annual passes where you only have to visit more than twice to start saving. What better time to experience the excitement that a day at Folly Farm brings? Zoo, barn, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. This is Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire.
Pure West Radio for Easter Saturday. I'm Ben Stone. In the Premier League today, Chelsea West Brom is the 12.30 game. Leeds play Sheffield United at 3. Leicester City against Man City at 5.30. And then Arsenal Liverpool is the 8 o'clock kickoff. Four games tomorrow as well. Southampton Burnley at midday. Newcastle Spurs is the 5 past 2. Aston Villa Fulham at 4.30. And Manchester United play Brighton at 7.30. That's the Premier League football going on across the Easter weekend. It's Pure West Sport. We'll have a look at some of the rugby matches happening as well if you are planning a weekend of taking it easy and watching the telly. But first, Maroon 5 and moves like Jagger. It's Pure West Sport. Control 
Saturday morning. It's Pure West Radio with Maroon 5 and Moves Like Jagger. Make sure you join us on Monday for more Pure West Sport between 7 and 9. Between 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock, we will have a bit of debate on some of the latest sporting news. We're talking about some Easter memories of sport in Pembrokeshire. We've also got the latest news on the Pembrokeshire Cricket League season. That's been pushed back a week into May. They'll be playing the Maybank holiday weekend. We'll talk about whether Steve Smith should be allowed to captain Australia and how can VAR in football be improved? That's all on the show on Monday evening right here on Pure West Radio. The news on the way at nine o'clock and then Frank is with you for Easter Saturday right here on Pure West. Have a great weekend. wandering walrus who recently caused mayhem when attempting to board a fishing boat has made a wise decision when confronted by the town's lifeboat. The walrus first popped up in Pembrokeshire on Saturday, March 20th. It has since been seen in Tembe several times where it was also snapped trying to board a dinghy and a fishing boat. The rare marine mammal recently astounded onlookers during its visit to the coast of County Kerry and has been doing the same in South Pembrokeshire. It's believed the walrus is a three-year-old female. It's thought and certainly 
certainly likely that Pembrokeshire Walrus is the same as the visitor to Ireland. The charismatic megafauna has recently taken up residence 